Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Kings chapter 20. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went unto him and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order, because you're going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I've walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion, and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Before Isaiah had left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him, Go back and tell Hezekiah, the ruler of my people, This is what the Lord, the God of your father David, says, I have heard your prayer, and I have seen your tears. I will heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life, and I will deliver you in this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. Then Isaiah said, Prepare a poultice of figs. They did so and applied it to the boil, and he recovered. Hezekiah had asked Isaiah, What will be the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I will go up to the temple of the Lord on the third day from now? Isaiah answered, This is the Lord's sign to you, that the Lord will do what he has promised. Shall the shadow go forward ten steps, or shall it go backward ten steps? It's a simple matter for the shadow to go forward ten steps, said Hezekiah. Rather, have it go back ten steps. Then the prophet Isaiah called on the Lord, and the Lord made the shadow go back ten steps. It had gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. At that time, Marduk, Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah letters and a gift, because he had heard of Hezekiah's illness. Hezekiah received the envoys and showed them all that was in his storehouses, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the fine olive oil, his armory, and everything found among his treasures. There was nothing in his palace or in all of his kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked, What did those men say, and where did they come from? From a distant land, Hezekiah replied, they came from Babylon. The prophet asked, What did they see in your palace? They saw everything in my palace, Hezekiah responded. There is nothing among my treasures that I didn't show them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. The time will surely come when everything in your palace and all that your predecessors have stored up until this day will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. And some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood, who will be born to you, will be taken away, and they will become eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. The word of the Lord you've spoken is good, Hezekiah replied, for he thought, Will there not be peace and security during my lifetime? As for the other events of Hezekiah's reign, all of his achievements, and how he made the pool and the tunnel by which he brought water into the city. Are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? 
Hezekiah rested with his ancestors, and Manasseh, his son, succeeded him as king. Now, this chapter contains uh, several very interesting things that are worth considering for us as, as individual believers in our day. First, Isaiah goes in, Hezekiah is sick, and Isaiah goes in and says, um, this is what the Lord says, put your house in order because you're going to die, you will not recover. So friends, it is essentially an unconditional prophecy. The Lord says you're going to die, put your house in order, you're not going to recover from this illness. That's pretty pretty straightforward. But Hezekiah responded in a different way than what you might or might expect. Hezekiah didn't just resign himself to the word of the Lord and say, okay, I'm going to die. No, his response was different. It says he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, remember, Lord, how I've walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion, and I've done what's good in your eyes. And the Bible says that he wept bitterly as he prayed. Now, in one sense, he just got a word, an unconditional word from one of the greatest prophets who ever lived, the prophet Isaiah. He never missed. Isaiah did not prophesy, you're going to die unless you pray for mercy. He prophesied, you're going to die. You will not recover. And yet, Hezekiah decided to seek the Lord for mercy. And what do you know? Lo and behold, the Lord decided to show Hezekiah mercy. So Isaiah, after he had delivered this unconditional prophecy, you're going to die from your illness. You're not going to recover. He goes about his business. He's leaving the middle court, and the word of the Lord comes to him. and says, go back. Hezekiah's in there praying. Go back and tell Hezekiah, I heard your prayer. I saw your tears, and I'm going to heal you. And I'm going to give you 15 more years of life. Now, friends, let's just consider that for a moment. He was scheduled to die. He was given a prophetic word. It was genuinely the word of the Lord. And yet, his response was to pray for a reprieve from death. So how much more should we uh, be like Hezekiah if we get a bad report, not from one of the greatest prophets who ever lived, but from a medical doctor that says, you're going to die, you're not going to recover. How much more should we ask the Lord for a reprieve from death? And so I think this is a, an excellent example of an unconditional prophecy that became a conditional prophecy because of the intercession and prayers of Hezekiah. The Lord decided to show him mercy because of his, his uh, faithful crying out for mercy and his wholehearted devotion to the Lord. So he, uh, he tells Hezekiah, I'm going to give you 15 years. And then Isaiah says, prepare a poultice of figs. So they did, and they applied it to the boil, which was apparently poisoning his bloodstream, and he recovered. Now, consider this. One of the greatest prophets who ever lived came in and said, you're going to die. Then he came back and says, I'm going to give you 15 years. You know, the, the word of the Lord is he's going to give you 15 years. But then he comes up with a medical procedure to extend Hezekiah's life and to cure him. The poultice was uh, essentially a, a method to pull the poison out of Hezekiah's wound, out of his body. And so the Lord used a medical treatment to fulfill this promise of 15 more years. Now, once again, I know many faithful believers around the world. Some say, you know, I just trust God. I'm never going to a doctor. 
But the Lord used a procedure to bring healing into Hezekiah's life. Now, obviously, a poultice of figs would be considered a primitive medical procedure. But nonetheless, it was not just sit there and be healed, Hezekiah. It was, you have to prepare this poultice of figs if you want to be healed and apply it to the boil, which um, which they did. And sure enough, he recovered. But in the meantime, another twist in this very interesting chapter, Hezekiah says, how do I know I'm going to live 15 more years? Because he's, you know, he's just got this poultice and it's going to heal him eventually, but it takes a few days. So Isaiah says, the Lord's going to give you a sign. And he says, shall the shadow from the sun go forward down these 10 steps that you can observe, or shall they reverse and go backwards? Now, friends, obviously it's impossible for the direction of the sun first to stop, but not only to stop, to reverse. Because as we know now, Isaiah didn't know the physics involved or the astrophysics but in, in the case of the earth, the earth is actually revolving around the sun. The sun's not moving. The earth is moving. So the earth is rotating and revolving around the sun. This sign required the rotation of the earth to not only stop, but to reverse itself. And so Hezekiah said, it's no big deal for it to go forward. Have the shadow go backwards 10 steps. And then verse 11 says, the prophet Isaiah called on the Lord and the Lord made the shadow go back the 10 steps. It had already gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. Now, friends, this is one of the greatest miracles in scripture. It is utterly baffling to me, the magnitude of this thing. And it makes you wonder if Isaiah and Hezekiah had a clue in their day how magnificent this sign was. Nevertheless, the Lord gave Hezekiah his sign, and he lived another 15 years. And the Bible says in this chapter he lived uh, 15 more years, and um, he, he dug the tunnel under the city, which you can see there to this very day, to bring water into the city. And then his son Manasseh succeeded him as king, and we will um, uh, pick up in Manasseh's reign in the next chapter. But it's a remarkable chapter. Consider the, once again, the progression, the illness, uh, the death sentence, and then the conditional prophecy that came as unconditional prophecy, you're going to die. You're not going to recover. And yet Hezekiah responded, asking the Lord for a reprieve from death. And lo and behold, the Lord says, okay, I'm going to give you what you asked for. I'll give you 15 more years. So we should take this, friends, as an example. When anyone gives you a, a bad report or a loved one a bad report, Ask the Lord for mercy. I don't care what your theology is about healing. The Lord is a healer. The Lord is the great physician. That's what the scriptures say. And he's always in the mercy business. So what what do we have to lose? And then this idea of using a medical treatment for part of his plan of healing, I believe the Lord has given wisdom to men. And we're not to neglect normal medical procedures. You know, just because we're people of faith, we're not to... Uh, resist the wisdom that God has given to doctors in the medical community, we should take advantage of that along with our prayers. And so it's not an either or, it's both. Lord, we, uh, we thank you for this very interesting chapter. We pray, Lord, that we would be like Hezekiah and trust you uh, and appeal to you in the day of, of uh, threats of death or sickness or a bad prognosis from the doctor. May we turn our faces toward you. 
and ask you for mercy and ask you for life. May we never um, give up the possibility that you're going to extend grace to each of us and to our loved ones. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.